Amen. Amen. First Peter 4, beginning, let's look at verse number 8 to start. Verse 8. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. I, I'll tell you, I need your prayers tonight. I'm hurting a little bit myself, uh, so just pray for me if you will. Um, I usually, usually by the time you get to the pulpit, you're all good, but it's not, uh, it's not happening tonight. So pray for me. The devil's fighting me. But... Um, Verse, verse 10, we see some gifts given by God, emphasized. What we'll find as we look through these scriptures in verse 10 and verse 11, we see gifts of service and gifts of speaking that you'll find here in verse number, nine, or verse number 10 and verse number 11. The first part of this verse where it says, As every man hath received the gift, we know that there's a gift given, the general gift is referred here, a general spiritual gift. Uh, there's gifts given to saved Christians. We all have uh, kind of that gift of service, I guess you could say, uh, because the verse continues and it talks about uh, ministering one to another. And so we see that there's a gift of service. We all have the ability as saved Christians, if you know Jesus, you've been given uh, the gift of grace and of mercy in your life. Amen? I mean, when you get saved, that is grace and mercy manifested in your life. God touching you and giving you his grace and his mercy. And so we, we all have that. That's something that we can share as a service to others, uh, to tell people about Christ, to share the gospel of Jesus with others. We have that ability. Um, so if you ever say, well, I can't do anything for God, that's not true. You've got something. There's somebody you can reach. There's something of service you can do for God because that's a gift. There's a gift given to all. And we find that it gets more specific as we go down through these verses, but there is a gift that's spread to all through Christ. Uh, we're, we're, we're all given. It's not like I was thinking today about this, about how an inheritance comes down. Uh, somebody passes away and uh, the kids inherit something and you get uh, the sister's got the silverware and brother's got the house and the little sister's got the barn and somebody gets the car and grandson gets the knives and uh, that's how an inheritance happens is things are passed down and they're divided and they're split up. Uh, that's not how it works in the family of God. It's not like Christmas where uh, brother gets shoes and sister gets clothes. Uh, if you're saved, you're, you're given an inheritance, you're given a gift by God that is equal across, I mean, across all playing fields. Uh, you, can't, you can't get a better spot in heaven. You can't work yourself to getting a little closer to Jesus. Uh, you can't get your house closer down on, uh, down on King Street in heaven. Uh, you can't do anything to uh, make your gift any greater than it already is. It's infinitely great, um, but it's also equal among us all. So we have an equal gift that's spread to all through Christ. And the verse continues on, and it says, Even so, minister the same one to another. It's a gift that's spread to all through Christ, and then it's a gift that's shared by all for Christ. Hey, this is where the gift of service comes up. Uh, we're here uh, to be of service one to another. And like I said, uh, you feel like, well, the only thing, I, I'm, not, I'm not good at what I do, but uh, I can preach, or I can sing, or I can pray, or I can do this or do that. 
Don't ever feel like or don't ever let the devil make you feel like that your gift isn't important. God gave you your gift. You can't, uh, and you can't force gifts that he hasn't given you uh, into your life. That's another thing. Uh, I hear the music, and uh, my, one of my favorite instruments, the mandolin. Brother Jeremy, are you playing that mandolin and picking them things? I, 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 I would love to do it. But I don't have that gift. Then I see you get behind the, the drums. I've seen Chad play multiple instruments, and I, I, I couldn't do it. It's not, just, it's not a gift bestowed on me. Uh, I, I, at one point in time, I could play the guitar a little bit, but it's, it's not like a bicycle. I can't pick it back up and, uh, I can't pick it back up and just, just, just remember how to do it. Uh, I, last time I tried, it was a train wreck. It's just, I don't have a musical gift. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, God's called me to preach, and I'm not uh, the most gifted at that, but that's a, a spiritual gift God's given me in my life, and that's, that's my calling. That's what I do. And we should be okay with uh, what we have because God wants us to pour into what he has gifted us with. The, the, the homeless ministry, that's a gift. God's given you that gift. Pour into that. It, there's people out there I may not be able to reach. There's people that God specifically have you ladies in front of to, to reach. And that's, that's what we pour into. Not that you don't branch out and learn how to do anything else. Not that God won't give you uh, any more gifts. He has often and liberally gifted people uh, with, with abilities. I mean, just, just overpours the ability to do things. I, I know of a preacher in our family. His wife, one of my great-grandfathers, I believe it was, his wife would have to read the scriptures to the congregation before he'd preach. Man didn't know how to preach or how to read. He knew how to preach, but he didn't know how to read. She'd get up, read the scriptures where he was preaching from, read to him during the week, and he'd preach. And so uh, he had a lady that had the gift of reading. He had the gift of preaching, and it worked out. And uh, imagine today what that would, would do. <laughs> imagine a church that would elect a preacher that didn't know how to read. And, uh, and uh, there was a congregation, I'm sure, that didn't know how to read. But praise God, we've got people that know how to do certain things, and it clicks together, and it works out, because that's what the Word's telling us. Purposing ourselves as Christ means that we minister the same one to another. I'm ministering to you with my gift. You minister to me with your gift. This whole shebang's not just about me. It's not just about the music. It's not just about the singing. It's not just about the camaraderie. It's not just about the fellowship. Uh, all those things must work together to give us purpose in God's house. We minister one another. You saying, I appreciate that message, or let me tell you what I've got from this. That benefits me. You're ministering to me. Don't feel like you can't minister to somebody because their gift is different than yours. You can be a blessing to them. You can. You have different viewpoints. Uh, you have different uh, experiences in your life, and you can share those gifts with others based off of your life, your experience, your background. Uh, share it. But don't force yourself into something different. If I got up here and decided I'm going to become a singing preaching show, uh, it, it's just not going to work. I'll get my old guitar out from a long, long time ago and try to play it, and it's going to be out of tune, and my voice is out of tune. And, and singing, like I said, it's just not my gift, and that's okay. And, hey, I've heard people that uh, couldn't carry a tune in a bucket, but they've got the Spirit on them, and God's blessed them. It's still a spiritual gift. It's a blessing that somebody has the Spirit on them. People that can sing to the high heavens, beautiful voices, but they don't have the Spirit of God on them, I don't want to fool with it. That's another important thing. If I'm going to minister to you, is realizing that, hey, I may not be the best preacher in the world, but I want the Spirit to move through me. God can use that. I can minister effectively to you through that gift in my life. So it's a gift shared by all for Christ. 
We share this gift together, one to another. I like what one man said. He said, though the gift itself cannot be imparted from one to another, yet the knowledge of it may. I can say to a lost person, I can't give you my gift, but I can point you to the man that can give you a gift. I can point you to somebody that can show you what your gift is. The gift that is shared by all for Christ. Finally, man, I, this has been going five minutes, and I'm, I'm, I'm already saying finally. The last part of verse 10 says, as good stewards of the manifold grace, the grace of God. This is a gift supervised by all of those in Christ. It's a gift supervised by all those in Christ. Now, where it says there being good stewards, what he's talking about as good stewards of the manifold grace of God, we first see in the first part of verse 10 the general gift, spiritual gifts, the gift of salvation, the gift of grace, the gift of mercy that's given to all generally, liberally, across the board to any that accept Christ. That is given in, in heaps. Then we see it transition into specific gifts, the gift of service there specifically. And at the end of the verse, it's talking about being a good steward of those gifts or that grace that God gives. That's the key. That's the key is that we steward God's gift or we supervise God's gift. I was thinking about uh, the word, different words about this and supervised came to mind. I was thinking about how it says there you, you are essentially being a steward. Being a steward or supervising something uh, usually means that you're paying attention to it. You're, you've got, you're paying attention to the details. You get on a, some of y'all builders in here, you get on a building project, you got to pay attention to the details. Because there's some joker from the county that's going to come inspect it and they're going to make you mad either way whether you did it right or you did it wrong. I know how it is. I, I did just enough when we built our house to understand that part. And they're going to come, and they're going to inspect what the work you've done. And you need to supervise it. You need to be a steward of that project. Uh, you don't want to just simply, when, I th- when we think of management today, we've all had so many bad managers, we think of high level. We think of high level. We think of management, uh, and they train you in, in a lot of management training. They'll train you not to call yourself a manager because it's kind of giving it a bad name. But being a steward of something, you pay attention so what, what I believe God's saying to us tonight is being a gift that's supervised by all those in Christ. In essence, you are preparing yourself for the inspection. Lord, I'm going to supervise my gift because I believe the people in my community, the people in my church, and, and you, Lord, yourself, you're going to come and you're going to inspect my work. You're going to look at my gift and what I'm doing with it. Am I managing it right? Uh, kind of like the parable of the talents. Are we managing what God gives us properly? God could give somebody the greatest ability in the world to sing, but then they go off and sing for the world. I've made music comments. I'm not bad-mouthing all the music that's out there. There's a whole lot of trash. But what I'm saying is I see people and I see Christian artists out there, they're going into secular music now. Christian music makes their name, and now we're going secular. I don't believe that's stewarding God's gifts and God's abilities that he gives you. Are we really stewarding those things when we use God to exalt us up to a position and then take off towards the world? Preachers that start out on fire and God's using them and God's blessing them. And then it becomes a self-centered ministry. They begin promoting themselves. They begin lifting their name up. Hey, I'm going to preach on preachers. 
Some of the craziest stuff goes on in the lives of preachers. I've seen it happen. Lift themselves up. God doesn't intend on that. We must supervise. We must steward. We must pay attention. We must prepare for the inspection of our gifts as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. He just gives us grace and mercy. He gives us specific gifts, and he wants us to steward them. God's called me to preach. I'm going to try to live a separated life. This is what we don't like hearing today in preaching. I want to live a separated life from the world because I want to be as effective as I can be and steward the gift God's given me. I'm going to get up here and I'm going to sing. I'm going to get up here and I'm going to uh, uh, strum the guitar or, or play the drums or, or sing in the choir. We ought to live separated lives as good stewards of the gift God's gave. Church members. People think, I, I hate when I hear this because people are like, well, he's a preacher. You're a preacher. You're supposed to know all this stuff. You realize we all have a responsibility to know God's word? How effective can we be if we're all trying our best to understand God's word? How, how effective can we be if we're all trying to steward our gifts individually? Don't rely on just me. If you rely on just my spiritual relationship with God, I'm going to let you down. You should be charging yourself up as a church member. You should be preparing yourself to come uh, learn from God's word. You know how some of the, the craziest, just craziest doctrinal issues come up in church? When church people don't know God's word, you have the right and the ability to know God's word. If I start preaching something crazy, you ought to know this is what the doctrine in the Bible says about it. But we got all this crazy mess in the church today, and people go along with it because they don't know their Bible. They don't steward the gift that God has given. God's given us a word. I've got a, a podcast posting on Friday talking about, in essence, the Reformation and Martin Luther. And you find when you study Martin Luther in his life, uh, one of the first reformers of the, of the Catholic Church and getting away from the Catholic Church, he, the man was a monk, a full-fledged elected monk, and he didn't even have access to the Bible. How blessed are we? We from the time, all of us, all of us from the time we were born, there has been ability to access God's word. How blessed we are. But we live in a day where people don't do it. We've got all the access in the world, but we don't have the dedication to do it. We're supposed to steward the gifts that we have. I love you tonight. That's why I'm sharing these things. Steward the gifts that we have. Know God's word. That's how we identify somebody getting out of line. That's how we identify uh, something that's not of the Spirit. That's how we identify truth. That's how we point out things in the world. Watch out for this. Watch out for that. I've learned to be skeptical of things. Believe half of what you see and none of what you hear kind of way. And I've got to be careful about that. Sometimes I just completely shut off to everything. But I've become skeptical to things in the world because I've seen so many people that don't steward the, thing God's get, the things God give them. You're around them and they're on fire and they're serving God and they're singing, they're preaching, they're doing all these things and they are just on fire for God. And it's not long and they're just down in the ditch. I wonder how seriously we take stewardship of the gifts of God. The gift supervised by all of those in Christ. Not everybody's a teacher or a preacher. Not everybody can sing or play. Not everybody can come and do 
whatever you want to say. But it's all important for the work of Christ. Whether you lock the door, you're the last person out locking the door. Brother Sam, he's not here tonight. I've already thought about that. Because you know what? I see Brother Sam. I got it. I'm going to close things down. And he's got a way and he serves God in, in that way. I believe it's service to God. That's, his, that's part of his service to God. That's important. We don't want to leave the door standing wide open. But I already thought, we'll have to make sure those doors are locked. Somebody isn't here to sing or lead singing or somebody is here. We look at those things a lot, but what about the other parts of the ministry? Man, you don't see it immediately when you're missing a prayer warrior, but eventually you feel it. You don't get instant gratification from the prayer warriors all the time. But you let some of these saints of God pass away and you realize there's some gifts that have gone on. As we were preaching recently about the fear of saying amen or the fear of raising our hand or the fear, the fear of worship. We have that fear, but I think we all would be honest if we said, I remember some people that used to sit back here. Somebody that used to sit up here. Somebody used to sit over there. They weren't afraid of worship. Those are some gifts we could be praying for. I don't want it to be a show, but man, I want to worship. I want to be involved in the worship. I want to be excited in the worship. Brother Scott had told me one of the, uh, he, said, he said it was the first memory he had of church. His mother running and shouting and praising the Lord. Amen. I want to see revival. We can't be fearful to let our gifts flow and minister one to another. If it's done in the spirit, it'll be right. That's the key. Ministering one another with our gifts in the spirit. Whatever you do to serve God, it's important. It is important. We come ultimately to worship the Lord, to preach the word, to exalt Christ. That's the purpose of this church. But whatever you do, it's important. Guard it. Pray for it. Protect it. Steward it. We'll be able to look back and thank God for it. Amen. You have the message.